This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's tribe time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us as we talk baseball on the radio prior to today's game between the Indians and the Baltimore Orioles. A 4-10 first pitch if you're tuned to this show on Saturday pregame or if you're tuned in on Apple iTunes, obviously. Uh, you can listen whenever you like on iTunes or the iHeartRadio podcast app so all kinds of different ways to pick up tribe talk each week and we begin this week's show with our week in review monday night it was a five to two loss in chicago to the white Sox. the indians limited to just two francisco lindor base hits that was it as the white Sox win that series opener toward the tail end of the tribe road trip but the indians finished the road trip strong with one of their biggest offensive outputs of the season in a Tuesday afternoon, 9-0 victory over the Sox. The game was scoreless until the third. That's when Roberto Perez got things started for the Tribe. Perez now with a 1-1 count. Banuelos back to the windup. And the pitch swung on and smoked to center. Tilson back. Track. Wall. Gone! Right over the 400-foot sign. Roberto Perez homered Sunday and goes to dead center today with his fifth home run. It's another solo homer for the Indians, but they'll take it. There is a man aboard for Jordan Luplo. Now the 1-0 pitch. Swung on, and there's a drive to right center field. Hit a ton. It's way back there, and that ball is a home run, Luplo. He has done it again against Banuelos. A two-run blast, and the Indians now lead it 3-0. Third home run for Jordan Luplo. All three have come at the expense of Manny Banuelos in these last two starts for Banuelos. Jake Bowers got in on the fun, leading off the fifth. Now the 2-2. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball to deep right, way back. Home run, Jake Bowers. Beyond the bullpen, and the Tribe's now up 4-0. Now, Bowers in the home run column for the fourth time this season. Then later on in the fifth inning, Jason Kipnis came through with two outs. Here's the 1-1. 
Swung on, and there's a line drive toward right center field, headed to the alley. That'll get down for extra bases up against the wall. Perez has scored into second with an RBI double is Kipnis, and the Indians now lead it 5-0. And then it was Carlos Santana finishing off the big inning. Now the 3-2 pitch. Swung on, line drive, base hit left field. Headed for third, being waved home is Kipnis. Here comes the throw. Kipnis slides. He's safe. Relay throw up to second. Out at second base is Santana. The run scores. The side is retired. But the Indians put three on the board in the top half of the fifth inning. Leading off the sixth, Jordan Luplo did it again. The pitch. Swung on, pounded. Deep left center field. It's got a chance. Gone! And again, Luplo has a two-homer game against the White Sox. He did it last Thursday. He does it today. All four of his home runs this year as an Indian coming in the last week against the Chicago White Sox. Next, it was Jose Ramirez going back-to-back. The next delivery swung on a hammer job to left. Oh, forget this baby. Way out of here. Beyond the White Sox bullpen and into the seats. Now the Indians having their best day of the year with a long ball. Ramirez hits his fourth. And the Indians have hit five today in Chicago. Uh, No doubt about it, blast to left by Jose Ramirez. The Indians would add one more in the eighth inning thanks to an RBI single from Perez. And on the mound, Carlos Carrasco in the bullpen shut out the White Sox in a 9-0 tribe victory. Wednesday was an off day for the Indians, and they opened up a new homestand on Thursday against the Baltimore Orioles, one of the wildest games of the season. Jason Kipnis got his big night started in the first inning. The pitch. It swung on, blasted. Deep right field. Forget about it. 1-0 Indians. Jason Kipnis gets home run number one in 2019. And Straley keeps giving up the long ball. Lindor almost took him deep. Kipnis did. But the Orioles answered with a two-run home run from Rio Ruiz in the second, followed by a three-run blast from Trey Mancini in the third inning. All of a sudden, Baltimore was in front 5-1. to one. The Indians, though, would get right back into it. Bottom of the third, thanks to Carlos Gonzalez. Straley with the hands at the belt. Check second. Another look. And the pitch. Swung on a little bloop job. That falls base hit left field. That is going to score Lindor. Stopping at second is Santana. So a bloop RBI single to left for Carlos Gonzalez. And the Indians now trail by a score 5-2. to two. And then Jose Ramirez knocked in another. The payoff pitch, runners stay. Swung on a little flare job, base hit right field. Santana being waved home. Mancini will throw to second. Santana scores. Gonzalez scampers to third. And the Indians, with a couple of soft line drive base hits, now trail 5-3. to three. Ramirez didn't hit it hard, but it fell in right. And that's his 13th RBI. And this is what Terry Francona talked about. Not relying on the home run ball, but getting consecutive hits, going first to third, and they're doing it here in the third inning. In the bottom half of the fourth, it was Kipnis putting the Tribe in front. 
Outfield playing Kipnis to pull. Big gap in left center. And on the infield, they play him to pull as well. The shortstop, VR, almost directly behind second base. Here's the 3 1. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball to deep right. It's way back there. Home run, Kipnis. And the Indians are in front on Kipnis's second home run on the night. 6 5 tribe. But in the fifth, the Orioles got to Trevor Bauer again as Steve Wilkerson doubled home a pair of runs, and Baltimore was back on top 7-6. to six. But not for long, as in the sixth inning, the Indians tied it on a double play ground out, and then Carlos Santana with the go-ahead run. The left-handers 1-1 pitch. Swung on a one-hop smash off the glove of Alberto. The second baseman sees it ricochet in the center. Indians take the lead. Perez scores on an RBI single to center by Santana. He absolutely scolded that one hopper, and it ate up Alberto in back of second. And the Indians have taken the lead on a clutch two-out RBI single by Carlos Santana. The RBI for Santana, number 22. In the seventh away, beginning with Leonis Martin. Now the one-two. Swung on, banged up the middle base, hit center field. That'll score Mercado. He is flying around. Third throw goes to third, not in time. Throw to second, not in time. Indians up nine to seven. Oh my, does Mercado run. Holy cow. Martin rips an RBI single to center, and I mean, folks, Mercado had a gear that we haven't seen in a while, flying home from second. Then it was Jason Kipnis driving in two more on one of the wackiest plays of the season. The pitch. He bounces one to second, fielded by Alberto. He's got a rundown, now flips to first. Safe at first, throw home. Safe coming home is the second run. Martin scores. Lindor goes to second. Kipnis is on at first. And the bad news bears just botched not only a potential double play, but the Indians scored two runs, and the Orioles didn't get anybody out. This is unbelievable. Jason Kipnis gets two RBIs on a fielder's choice on a bounce out to second that turned in to two RBIs. What in the world? And then an exclamation point from Carlos Santana. Now the set in the pitch. Swung and drilled to left down the line. It goes fair ball. Extra bases into the corner. That'll score Lindor and Kipnis a two-run double by Carlos Santana. He's in standing, and he has a three RBI game. The Indians have a five-run seventh. The horses are out of the barn, and the barn is burning. Francisco Lindor drove in one more with a double in the eighth inning to make it 14-7, to and that was the final. But that momentum from back-to-back -back big offensive shows for the Indians did not carry through to Friday night as the Orioles and Dylan Bundy shut down the Tribe in a 5-1 to one Baltimore win. So that's your Week in Review. When we return, we'll hear from several different Cleveland Indians who've had big weeks, including Jason Kipnis, Roberto Perez, 
Jeffrey Rodriguez, and we'll talk to Mike Clevenger about his comeback from the shoulder injury. That's all coming up as Tribe Talk continues on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Indians are taking on the Orioles this weekend. A 4-10 first pitch Saturday, 1-10 on Sunday. Just the part, or the start, I should say, of a big homestand for the Indians. We'll talk about big games. Jason Kipnis had a huge game on Thursday night, a career-best six RBI night on a night that featured a pair of home runs. We had a chance to visit with Kip before Friday's game, and he said really it was just a matter of time before he had that type of game as he took into account how he's been feeling at the plate of late. I think so. I think things are getting better. Um, I mean, you, you can't sit back without any numbers and say things are going well. That means something's off or something needs to be adjusted. And I think uh, probably over the last two weeks, 10 days, I think the adjustments are starting to click in a little bit better and make more sense to me. And uh, it's, it's always nice to find a little bit of results when you're, you're struggling a bit. At this stage of your career, where do you turn when, when you need to make some adjustments and and is it easier now than it was when you were younger to, to try and get back on track? No, this game's never getting easier, but that's also the best part about baseball. It's a fun part that I wouldn't change. It's a, it's a grind, and it's a, a challenge every day to um, find it, I guess. And it, you could find it. You could do all the, the computer work, the video work, the T-drills and everything, get out to the game, scout report, hit the right pitch, and still hit it right at someone and be 0 for 1. So, I mean, this game's beautiful in that sense. That's not fair to anybody. And... Um, I think in my time I've learned where just staying at it, the things that do work for me in the video room and uh, the cages um, usually finds me back to where I need to be. And how small an adjustment can it be that makes a big difference? It, some people may think hey, it's a major thing that you have to, to fix, but it, can it be just something really small? For me, a lot of times it is something small, whether it's mental, whether it's just uh, I'm, I'm opening up with my front hip, causing my barrel to drop where I'm... I'm getting pitches I, I normally would drive into the, the gap and they're just rolling over to second base and people are like well stop rolling over I'm like well I'm not trying to I'm actually trying to go the other way with it but sometimes the barrel's just not it's that little fraction of an inch off that where you don't have it to where it needs to be and finally when the adjustments click in it's now it's aligned with your eyes and your arms and um, everything's working in the motion that you expect it to be in. The last two RBIs come on an infield ground ball yeah. on a goofy play what's your reaction to that when, when something like that happens? Thank you, teammates. Thank you, <laughs> guys on the other side. I don't know. It's a it's a weird fluke play that I become the beneficiary of. Where, um, again, the, made a pitch that I was ready for, but I just hit it into the ground into second base, but hustled down the line. And uh, Frankie did a good job of not running into a tag right there. And um, guys are heads up, base running. Leo coming all the way around from second base. That's where my teammates look me, make me look better than I made myself look right there. Jason Kipnis joining us, Tribe second baseman. Big night last night. Team-wise, it's um, been the usual roller coaster. Every team uh, over the course of the season 
has those ups and downs, and then certainly early in the season, this team trying to find it. Uh, what has your take been early on about the record and some of the struggles and where it may lead as you get settled in? You know what? I'm not actually, I don't think people should be too disappointed in our record for the way we've been playing because we know we can get better. We know we can improve in a lot of areas, and especially as an offense, we know we can get better. Um, and I think I said it last night, we need to be more of a complete offense and not just nine guys separately trying to get hits. And I think that's going to help us put pressure on defenses, put pressure on pitching staffs, and lead to nights like last night to where we can take the, the stress and load off our pitching staff that usually is a force for us. Um, but we, we always kind of pick up steam as the season goes, and we definitely have always been a second-half team for the Tito's era here, if I recall correctly. So um, we, we are still under the thinking that uh, if Minnesota doesn't pull away uh, enough by the time we figure it out then we're going to be catching on them fast and that's why we're going to be staying at it. I know after the game last night you mentioned Tito had talked to the ball club beforehand. He doesn't have many meetings. Uh, what was important about this one and what did you take away from it? To kind of bring us back together. I think guys, everyone was trying so hard to get out of their funk that they might be in separately or personally and um, like I said, it looked like it was nine separate guys trying to get hits in the lineup and not like an offense so and it's it's tough because it's not an easy time when you're trying to yes you want the team to win yes you want to uh be a part of the big picture but if you're not getting hits you you feel like you're not doing anything as a position player so guys are always kind of might not be their best pitch but they're swinging at it because they're just trying to get a hit and instead of doing that maybe we should focus in on taking that pitch taking the walk getting it to the next guy and i think that's what we did yesterday and it worked all right let's close with this what is more entertaining and exciting a Jason Kipnis two home run six RBI night and a Tribe win, or Avengers Endgame. Ooh, more exciting. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's tough for me because I've already seen it a couple times in theaters. <laughs> more than once. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've seen all of those multiple times in theaters. Um, for other people, probably my two homer game, but for some, for for me, it might be the Endgame. I don't know. It's it's both are fun and both I would love to do or watch multiple times if I could. Fair enough. Jason, thanks for coming by. Thank you. That's Indian second baseman Jason Kipnis talking about a variety of subjects, including Avengers Endgame. And uh, certainly a lot of fun always catching up with Kip. And nice to see him getting on the beam in terms of his offensive game here in the early stages of May. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll visit with Tribe catcher Roberto Perez after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. right-handed hitter the pitch a drive hit deep to left center this ball gone Roberto Perez has hit his fourth a line drive laser into left center in the seats and the Indians get the big two out hit from their catcher and take a five to two lead Perez, four homers, and now 11 RBIs. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Indians and Orioles this weekend. Then Oakland comes in to start the week. And then Memorial Day weekend, Tampa Bay is in town to close out an 11-game homestand for the Tribe. Well, Roberto Perez has had a solid start to his season in his first year as the Indians' number one catcher. 
He took over those chores with the trade of uh, Jan Gomes to Washington during the offseason. And after a slow start at the plate, Perez has really picked things up, hitting at close to a 300 clip for about a three-week stretch with some power. Now, we visited with him earlier in the week, and he talked about what has led to some of his success at the plate of late. I'm uh, just trying to be myself. Uh, to be honest, you know, keeping it simple. Uh, you know, my routine still the same as spring training. Haven't changed anything. It was a uh, it was a matter of time. Um, I, I stuck with what I was doing, which was you know see the ball, um, you know load early. Be, to, to be honest, the thing is, it's about being early uh, because I got that leg kick. So if I'm late, everything is gonna be rushed. So right now I'm just um, seeing the ball and trusting my hands. When you say sticking with what works. If, if you go through a stretch where you don't get the results, how difficult is it to do that? Well, you, you know, those things, sometimes, you know, you, you have a good plan, you hit the ball hard, um, and then you hit a right of people. And, and, I, and I think, you know, as a player, we, we put a lot of pressure, and then we start changing. And, uh, you know, I'm just controlling what I can control, you know, that, that, that is going up to the play and, and try to have a good at bat, uh, whether... I like the result or not. I'm, I'm sticking with my plan, and, uh, you know, it, it, it seems to be paying off. When you look at, at this season, it's different in that you are the, the number one catcher for the Indians now, and, and I know you knew that going into spring training, but certainly things have to develop. Uh, has it felt different to you as, as the time has gone by here in the early portion of the season? Yeah, I mean, it is different. Uh, it's a different uh, feeling. It's a different mindset. Um, you, you know, I feel like when you when you're the guy, um, you know, you, you're confident. It's is there. You know, you, you know the next day you're gonna be back there, um, and and you're gonna have the opportunity to to uh, make up for the game that you didn't get a hit last night. You know, and and stuff like that. So uh, right now, you know, I'm just I'm not taking it for granted, man. I'm you know I I think I I, I earned it. Um, but I, I'm still working, man. I, I want to get better. I think I have a lot of um, a lot of stuff that you know to get better. Um, so I'm just learning and and taking it day by day. And uh, you know, I'm just uh, I'm, I feel good. I have a lot of confidence. But the, the main thing for me is is catching. You know, I love catching. I, I love handling the the pitching stuff. Uh, and, and 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 then if my offense comes, you know, that's that's a plus, but uh, you know, of course, I want to contribute. I want to. I'm just trying to help my team win any any way I can. You mentioned trying to get better in, in a lot of areas. Uh, you look at how you do behind the plate, and it would seem that there's not a whole lot of room to improve there. But what do you what do you look at in terms of improvements defensively? Uh, you, you know, every day you don't feel the same uh, behind the plate. I feel like as a, as a catcher, I, I, I you know I'm just trying to. Um, Slow the game down because sometimes you know when when you, when you get a, a new new pitcher that you haven't caught, um, you know you still gotta learn, you know how the ball move and, and and stuff like that because I don't get that much time to catch them in the bullpens, you know. Um, but you know when I say learning, man, um, you know I I know my defense is is my strength, but. Um, I work at it, man. I, you know, I, I hate when a ball get by, uh, get by me. Um, you know, every day I come to the ballpark and I, and I work on everything. You know, I, I work on my, uh, my receiving, my transfer, 
Um, Sandy has a, you know, has a has done a very good job sticking with me um, and, and working on on, on on my weaknesses, which is sometimes I try to relax. Uh, that that's receiving on, on the receiving side. Um, I try to relax, uh, um, and then the ball kind of beat me to the spot instead of me beating the the ball to the spot. So, you know, those things. I know. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get into get on uh, into details, but um, but I, I you gotta I gotta give a lot of credit to Sandy Alomar. He he has done a tremendous job with me. And you mentioned that. And and what is it like as a catcher to be able to work with one of the best catchers in Cleveland Indians history, uh, and someone that I'm I'm sure you looked up to as you were developing as a young player. Yeah, I, it's you know the guy the guy knows a lot about baseball. He played over 18 years. Um, and we're always talking, man. We're always talking. We always texting each other after the game. Um, Sometimes when I when I when I don't feel right, you know, I let him know. I say, hey, uh, I'm I'm not feeling right today. My setup, it's not where I wanted to be. Um, you know, stuff like that. And he goes and look at videos and he show me. And, and and the next day we we fix it. So he's a guy, man. Awesome guy. Great person. Um, you know, great coach. Uh, he. He uh, he worked with what you got, you know. He doesn't try to change you. So he's a uh, man. He's I'm I'm very. It's an honor to have her by by in my team and by my side too. Roberto Perez joining us. Uh, team wise, uh, man, Indians battling for everything they can get right now, and, and they're over 500. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your view of the team early on? Challenges so far, and and where do you see this thing going? We're playing. We're playing really good baseball. I know. I know we we haven't hit the way we're supposed to, um, but I still believe that, you know, we have a good team. Uh, you know, there's up and downs, in every, every season. There's up and downs. You know, guys going down, guy, you know, injuries and stuff like that. But I think the guys are filling for. You know, Kluber and 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 Clef, You know, has done a tremendous job. You know, um, so far. You know, it's still early. Um, we're trying to, we're trying to, um, you know, play the game right. You know, we, we're still playing, playing really good baseball. We, uh, we're pitching really good. Um, and, and I always said it, you know, pitching is uh, is our strength. Um, we kind of have a different, different uh, team from, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, but I, I believe in these guys, man. I, I think these guys, you know, they, they come ready to play. Um, no matter what happened that day, if we score 20 runs, if we score one run, you know, we're always trying to do our best to win a ball game. And, and so far we're doing really good. Um, it's a matter of time. We will be there. Well, Roberto, it's uh, been a nice stretch for you for sure. Thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. All right, no problem. That's Tribe catcher Roberto Perez talking about not only his success, but what he believes will be a good stretch ahead for the team. Stay tuned. We'll have our final segment of Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Soon you'll have a separate fridge in the basement where extra groceries are exiled forever. Remember that frozen lasagna? Of course you don't. It's been down there since 2008. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Piece of cake. Behind the lasagna. It's very old. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. 
Welcome back to Tribe Talk. We're at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us this weekend. And we'll finish up this week's show talking pitching first with Jeffrey Rodriguez, who picked up his first win of the season last weekend. Pitched well again on Friday night, but came away with a loss against Baltimore. But his victory in Oakland was uh, the culmination of some good work in his prior starts as well. And he talked about the keys to his success with help from translator Augie Rivero. Um, you know, stay the same focus and, and try to help in any way they can to, to, to help the team and keep doing the same things I've been doing the last outings. And you mentioned that doing the, the same thing as the, the last several outings. Uh, coming into this season, at the major leagues at least, control uh, a lot of walks, things like that, that I know you were working on. What's been the biggest difference so far with the Indians in his four starts? This is a work that has been taking place since the offseason, back when I was back home. Uh, I met with the AAA uh, pitching coach and we decided to make certain adjustments back in the offseason and we've been working and the results are showing up. You get traded to a new team and uh, first off, were you surprised? And what were your thoughts coming to Cleveland in terms of whether you knew anything about the organization, anything along those lines? At the end, you know, the game is the same regardless where you play. Um, but to be honest, the change came a little bit unexpected um, to me. And, and then the, the previous organization was the only team that had been playing professionally. So it took some adjustment at the beginning to see, you know, the new change, new organization. But thank, thank God the change has been really positive. The teammates are amazing and it's a great organization. I've been really happy with the transition. You go to spring training, obviously, hoping to make a club, and, and it did not work out. You have to go back to the minor leagues. But did you feel that at some point in time, just the way baseball is, uh, things happen that eventually you'd be up here and have a chance to contribute? I always keep my same mindset and just when I started spring training I know it was my role and I knew this was going to happen at some point going back and forth. It's been only my second year playing at you know the major level so I think it was expected but at the same time I trust my skills and I knew at some point my work is going to show up like he's doing it right now. Jeffrey Rodriguez joining us. First major league win with the Indians yesterday and uh, translation help from Augie Rivero. Jeffrey you look at uh, yesterday's game and I know there was a point in time where key spot in the game the your teammates came in and, and you had a chat on the mound. What was going on right there and, and why was it so important to just take a step back and, and relax for a little bit? It was a really good meeting at the end, you know, the show up their experience and they just came together to make sure I will execute for my next pitch and forget about the previous one. And fortunately, we were able to execute the pitch, and we, we got the, the ground there. And along those lines, uh, you get to work with two good catchers and Kevin Ploiecki and yesterday Roberto Perez, who has a great reputation as a defensive catcher. What has he meant to him in the times that he's thrown to him so far early on? It's a good synergy. I think we're both on the same page, uh, both with Ploiecki and with Perez. They know what's my style. I know I trust their calling skills. So many times, you know, they let me take my pitches, but also sometimes they, they ask me to follow their game and. and it has worked out really well for us. First two starts with the Indians, kind of knew you were going back to AAA afterwards. Now you're here for a while, and it could be a, a long while. Uh, does that change in any way how you approach things? I think the mindset is the same, to always keep competing. Uh, but I can't deny that there's a certain advantage to stay with the team because it gives me more room to learn the other teams and, and stay on top with my teammates, and I think that's a big uh, benefit for me. 
All right, last question. Uh, you traded over in the offseason, and I think the, the first time you had a chance to meet the fans was during Tribe Fest in January. Part of that was a wiffle ball field to play with the kids, and I think you pitched for at least an hour, maybe two hours. Uh, do you remember that, and, and how enjoyable was that, and, and how nice was it coming to a new organization to have that opportunity to, to meet your teammates and, and also uh, play with some young kids and, and have some fun playing wiffle ball? I felt really great uh, since the get-go. I felt like it was family. I was surprised that I've been new to the town, and they just I felt like I was really supported, like they knew me forever. So I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. Uh, Jeffrey, thank you so much. Thank you. And Augie, thank you too. My pleasure. That's uh, Jeffrey Rodriguez. Got its first win with the Indians yesterday over in Oakland. And uh, translations help from Augie Rivero. Great work, guys. Thanks a lot. And uh, we'll have more after this on the Indians Radio Network. That's Jeffrey Rodriguez, who has taken the spot in the rotation of Mike Clevenger. And we had a chance to visit with Clevenger as he continues his comeback from that major injury, really, that looked like it might cost him much of the season. But now, when you look at where he is progression-wise, throwing long toss and working bullpens as well, he may be back right around that time where he's eligible to come off the injured list, which is June the 7th. When we caught up with Clev, he talked about where he is right now and where he hopes to be ready in terms of eligibility coming off of that injured list on June the 7th, if he can indeed make it at that point. I mean, it's definitely a good start. I mean, it's uh, we're ahead of schedule, but I mean, with the prognosis, that was, I mean, there wasn't, uh, I mean, from all the research and data we had, that was the, the timeline that all of it showed. But I mean, I'm recovering a little bit faster than I guess usual, and it, I mean, it feels good. Everything feels strong. Do you attribute some of that to the work that you put in in the off season to, to be ready to go for a season? Does that impact this at all? Yeah, no, no doubt. It's definitely, definitely the work you put in the off season, the building blocks to even come back, the stretching, the hip mobility exercises, but also, I mean, the training stuff here. I think anybody, even guys, like I was talking to Yonder, and uh, anyone will tell you that's been here, like the training staff is second to none here. I mean, they want some of the best in the league, so I mean, they obviously play a big role in this too. And have you surprised yourself a little bit with, with how it's gone, or, or are you just kind of taking it day by day? Well, I mean, I'm, yeah, I guess I'm kind of surprised. I mean, there's just, when it happened, I was in, uh, was in denial. I was like, ah, I don't think anything's torn. I was still, you know, throwing 97, 98. I was like, there's no way it could be torn. So when we got the results and then felt kind of how the pain was that first day, I was like, wow, this might be, <laughs> this, this might be real. But then uh, the whole time I just remember coming in rehab every day. I mean, yes, Lonnie, I probably annoyed him some days. I could tell he was sick of it without mm-hmm. asking Am I throwing today? We throwing today? Every single day. And I think just keeping that positive mindset and that outlook that, hey, I potentially just throw today. I could throw today. It could be better. And that's kind of the mindset it took every single day, even if it was kind of in the back of my head, knowing that I obviously couldn't pick up a ball at the time. You have a bullpen the other day in Chicago. What was that like beforehand at, at the, from the excitement level, knowing that you pitched in big games, things like that, but here you are in the comeback trip? Yeah, I mean, it was a, a little mixture of excitement and anxiety. I was... <laughs> Yeah, wanted is because it's been feeling good on flat ground, but I mean, you obviously want that test once you get on the mound and kind of get on one a little bit. And uh, you know, I was just more so just worried about getting my mechanics back in sync, and uh, that's going to be the next process here. My God, they say sometimes that in terms of returning from an injury, the mental side of it is the most important. And what have you tried to do from that standpoint, just to try and be positive, and has that helped from that standpoint? Well, I think being around the the game still helps me out a lot. I mean, uh. I remember that first week of rehab, and I had to be here alone, and they're on the road trip, and it was kind of some, a uh, little bit of dark times, I and mean, they gave it a day to kind of dwell on it. But no, I, I mean, I'm 
a huge believer in positive mindset, you know, creates positive outcomes. And uh, so, like I said, every day, it was just, am I throwing today? Am I throwing today? Could be throwing tomorrow. Feel stronger than ever now. And I just kept that mindset the whole time coming through. Teammates obviously are locked in on what they're doing, but have they been a help at all? Anybody been able to help you get through things uh, on a daily basis? No, yeah. I mean, that's probably been the biggest peace of mind is just being on the road trips or going to the games or just having normal conversations or, you know, talking the same crap to each other, picking each other the same way, or even talking about the pitching or the game that's going on and uh, going over sequences with Bauer and the dugout or Bieber. Like, me and him will shoot over what sequences or why someone picked what sequence while they're doing it and things like that just kind of keep your mind you know where it should be. Along those lines, nobody wants to miss time. But while you're doing that, obviously, as you mentioned, you're you're watching game situations, things like that. Could you be better from that standpoint when you return because you've had a chance to kind of step back and watch it from a different perspective? Uh, I'm, you know, we always say it's, it's so much easier sitting right here. It's so much easier looking at it from right here. So it's a, uh, I mean, I know it's a different ball game once you're out there. I'm just, you know, I found a good groove. Uh, I mean, since the last All-Star break, I've been kind of finding that coming into the spring, so hopefully just keep that rolling. So bullpen earlier this week, uh, another one coming. What's next on, on the agenda as, as you come back? Oh, I don't know. I'm going day by day. So I know I'm playing catch today, and then I know I'm throwing a bullpen tomorrow, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll go from there. It's great to see you out there throwing. Thanks a lot for coming by. appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, very encouraging from Mike Clevenger as he continues to make his way back from the shoulder and upper back injury that has cost him the early portion of his season. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us. Thanks, as always, to Brian Matze for helping to put together our shows each week. We'll join you next week right back here at Progressive Field as the homestand continues for the Tribe. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.